Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, Psalms 118 and 24 makes it plain that today is the day that the Lord has made and that we should all be glad and rejoice in it. And I know I am, and I hope that you are also. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you for joining me on today. I want to thank you for not only joining me, but participating in this message by interacting with me and also by sharing this message with others. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, because of the day and the time that we live in, it is hard and it is getting hard to remain faithful to the Lord. And I'm telling you the honest truth, because that is what you will receive here on the Traveling Pulpit podcast. You know, the Bible talks about the days where we'll be drawing close to people becoming colder and more hate filled, more ignorant towards one another. The lack of love will will uh, be non-existent in people. And people will become hatred, hateful with one another. Well, you know, here at the Traveling Pulpit, we are going to endure this challenge. We are going to endure this battle and we are going to defeat this giant. You know, in this series, that's what faith can do. We are going into week number two of our message series. When last week we talked about Abram, Abram's faithfulness, his obedience. But on today, we're going to talk about the courage, the courage of a boy who would be king. His name is David. And this boy who would be king is or has the courage that we need to have in today's times that we're living in, in the giants that we're facing. You see, Jesus told his disciples over in Matthew 17, that if you were to have uh, just a mustard, a grain of mustard seed of faith, or in fact, he said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move from there to it will move from here to there. And Jesus goes on to say, nothing will be impossible for you. Well, you know, Traveling Pulpit family, I want to use the entire book, not just Old Testament, New Testament, the entire book as one book and not one book written in two separate uh, places, Old Testament and New Testament. One doesn't matter more than the other because they all matter. It's all one book. It's all written from a time of beginning and written up to the time of the ending. Now, we have not reached that time of ending yet. And we do not know when that time of ending will become known to us. But what we have on record right now is how to remain faithful in the days and the times that we're in. And on today, I want to show you what it means to have courage because we are facing giants. What are those giants? Those giants are sin. Those giants are evil. 
Those giants are what's making the world lose its focus on the one who created the world. That's what those giants are doing. And I want you, Traveling Pulpit family, to be well-equipped, well-prepared, and well-aware of what's going on out here in the world right now. Because right now, it's not about how we feel. It's not about how we appease others, how others appease us. It's about relationship. Because the one giant that we are all facing is self-pleasure, self-indulgence. It is self That is the one giant that we're facing because the pleasure of self is the destroyer of the relationship between God and man. And that is the giant that we are facing today, Traveling Pulpit family. And that is the giant that I want you to have courage for because you're going to have to slay that giant. You're going to have to fight for the relationship that you have with Jesus. If the relationship you have with Jesus is that important to you. This is what faith can do. If you have your Bibles traveling pulpit family, go over to first Samuel 17. And there you will find these words in the in the title, David and Goliath. The boy who would be king has set out to do the will of his father, not his earthly father named Jesse, the father of eight boys. I'm talking about his heavenly father, the one whom he put all trust in, the one whom he looked to for all things. That nothing was done without his counsel. This is the boy who would be king. And we're just going to spend a few minutes going through scripture, looking at the boy who would be king. In the days of the king, the first king of Israel, notice that Saul is the first king of Israel. He is not the anointed king of Israel. See, there's a big difference in being first and being anointed. See, you can be first in anything. You can take first place in just about whatever you do. But if you are not anointed, that coming in first means absolutely nothing. Because the anointed of God, they're going to be last, but the last shall be first. Because they are the anointed of God. Everyone wants to be number one. Everybody wants to be first. But being number one and being first does not mean that you're better than anyone else who has been anointed by God. So David is the boy who would be king. He's not yet been anointed the uh, the witness king of Israel, but he has been anointed by God. God has anointed this young man. And he has all faith in his creator. Do you have all faith in your creator? I'm not talking about the creature. I'm talking about the creator. Because the creature is going to serve the creator. 
The creature believes in the creator, but the creature is trying to keep you from believing in, in believing in the creator. And some who are weak minded will buy into the the creature's story or idea that the creator does not exist. It goes on all the time in colleges. It goes on all the time in businesses. Hell, it's going on right now in, in Washington. So you see that the cre- the creature is having a well-to-do influence over the weak-minded. But I'm not talking to the weak-minded today, Traveling Pulpit family. I'm talking about those who have courage, who are ready to fight, who are ready to do battle with this, this giant called sin, called self-indulgence, called self-pleasure. I'm ready for those who are ready to do battle who have the courage to want to fight for this relationship with Christ, that's who I'm talking to today. That's who this message is going to be shared with. Because someone of a weak mind cannot handle the truth. They say they want the truth, but is not a truth that they're prepared to handle. Because the truth sets people free. How? It changes that person. That person can no longer be the same person they once were before they heard the truth. Because the truth is we're all sinners. The truth is Christ died for us. And the truth is we put him there because of our sin. However, the love of God did not keep him where we put him. Because he got up on the first day with all power in his hand to show that he is alive forevermore. And with him, all things are possible. He told his disciples, just a grain, faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed. And nothing will be impossible for you. So let's break into this today, traveling pulpit family. David is challenged by the Philistine champion when no one else was found to be courageous enough to step forward to this Philistine champion named Goliath of Gath, who stood nine feet, nine inches tall. He was a giant. Yes, he was. Who had a javelin in his hand, whose shoulders were just as broad as the sky itself. David was the one who looked at all of those who feared with great fear and had courage in the one whom he believed in, who would give him courage. David knew that this Philistine was nothing more than a scared little boy. And David was more courageous than a nine foot, nine inch giant. But Saul, the king who would lead his men into battle, took a step back. He didn't want any parts of of Goliath because he knew he was fighting a losing battle. Why? Because he did not have courage in the one 
who elevated him to be king. He backed off. He didn't want no part of it. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep. And when a lion came or bear came and took a lamb from the flock, David said down in seven, uh, um, chapter 17, verse 35, he said, I went after him, struck him down and delivered the lamb out of its mouth. And if he rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears. And this, circum this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. See, it's easy when you're a king to delegate someone to go to their death. But as a king, you're supposed to be the one to lead the people into battle. So if you fall, you are honored because you were the leader of the nation. But you can you can clearly see that Saul did not want to have any parts of this nine foot nine inch Philistine giant. Because Saul did not have a relationship with the living God. He pleasured in self-indulgence. He pleasured in the things that pleased the flesh, not in the things that pleased our God. Not in it. Not in it. Why? Because he did not seek after God. He only sought after the things that pleased him, which is why he, he was dismissed from no longer ruling over Israel because of what he did that pleased his own flesh and not that which pleased the Lord. So here's what David did. David went out and he met Goliath on the battlefield. And when he met Goliath on the battlefield, David told him what he would do. He told Goliath what he would do. And Goliath teased David for being small, for, for being scrawny, for, for being a child, all of these things he teased David for, and he, he teased the men who allowed a child to come out there and meet a grown man on the battlefield. But David had faith in the Lord. David told this Philistine in 17 in uh, verse 45, he said, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied this day. The Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with the sword, 
and spear, but for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hand. How did David do this? How did David know what the Lord would do? David knew what the Lord would do because the Lord had relationship with David and David had relationship with the Lord. Because while he was out there in the field protecting the sheep, David understood what it meant to be a shepherd. He understood the responsibilities of having the responsibility to watch over others or something else. See, in this world, there aren't a lot of people who have responsibilities. People just come and go. A man can make a child whom he is a child himself and leave that responsibility to the mom and go off to make another child to leave that responsibility with the mom. You see, he doesn't want to take responsibility for his own uh, creation. There, there is some who pass laws not to take responsibility for standing up for marriage, not standing up for uh, identities, not standing up for the unborn, not standing up for those who are born. And now they've passed a law in which they can still dismiss the child. After so many days of life on this earth. But if you do that to someone else, they call that murder. But now they've passed a law which has allowed them to murder. You see, Traveling Pulpit family, this is not a world that we should be comfortable with living in. This is a world that we need to prepare to be leaving from. That is the world we live in right now. See, this isn't a world that 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 is fit for those who call upon the name of the Lord. This is the world that is fit for those who want to self-indulge themselves in the world. But David was faithful to the Lord and he did not turn his back from the Lord. Why? Because of Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 tells us that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. However, David was fighting against flesh and blood, but he was also fighting against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is why he did not run like Saul and the rest of the, the uh, Israelite army did, because David took up the whole armor of God. He had on the helmet of of sal- of of salvation. He had on the belt of truth. He had on the breastplate of righteousness. He had on the shoes, which represented the gospel of peace. He had on the shield of faith and he had in his hand when he took it, which was his slingshot. When he took his chance, his shield was the, was his, his, his shield of faith was his bag that he held the rocks in and his sword, which was the spirit of God, which is the word of God was his, was his slingshot. What David did. uh, Goliath charged at him. And when the Philistine rose up and drew near David, when he charged at him, David rose up and he charged back. David did not tuck tail and run. 
David ran towards Goliath, taking in, taking from his bag, the Bible says he put the stone in his slingshot and slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The Bible says the stone sank into his forehead and he fell face, fell on his face to the ground. Verse 50. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. You know, traveling pulpit family, you do not have a physical sword. You do not have a physical shield. Because if you did, what would you do with them? I'll tell you what you would do with them. You would hurt someone based on your feelings of self-indulgence. But those who believe in the Lord have spiritual swords. They have spiritual shields. They have spiritual helmets of salvation and, and breastplates of righteousness and belts of truth and shoes with the gospel of peace. That's what they have. See, those who have relationships with the Lord have no need of worldly possessions that only appease the flesh. That relationship is about spirit. And that is how we ought to conduct ourselves when we're out there in the world. So David had no sword, the Bible says. Then David ran, stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it from its sheath and killed him and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. You see, when you have God on your side, when you have the living God, the creator of all on your side, the battle is already won and the enemy will back off. Do you have that relationship with him today, traveling pulpit family? Do you have that mustard seed of faith that gives you the right to tell that mountain to move from here to there? And that mountain, you're watching that mountain move from where you told it to move to where you tell it to go. Do that. What does it take for you to believe? Well, traveling pulpit family, that's what faith can do. And in this this story right here, this is what faith has done. It made a boy who would be king solidified his legacy to be king. So they, so the people would know the king they were getting when he came into the kingship that God provided for him. You see, there's a difference between being first and being anointed. Saul is the first king of Israel, but David is the anointed king of Israel. Are you first or are you anointed? Traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you so much just for allowing me to come just to spend a few minutes with you in the word of God to show you this is what faith can do that he can take any one of us and use us so that he gets the glory. You see, Traveling Pulpit family, it's not about us. It never has been about us. But what is happening is the enemy who 
appears as a giant to us, tries to intimidate us, tries to get us to be afraid. And what happens is some of us who are weak minded give in to the fear. The traveling pulpit family, this is not about fear. This is about faith. And this is what faith can do. If you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed, Jesus said, nothing will be impossible for you. But this is not a day and it is not a time in, in, in which you ought to be afraid of anything in this world that the creator, not the creature, the creator made. Because as I said before, early on, the creature will serve the creator before he is dismissed from his presence. But will you remain in the creator's presence or will you be dismissed like the creature from his presence? Traveling pulpit family, you can find me every Wednesday from 1215 to 1245 on Wednesday with the word. Now, we did not do Wednesday with the word on last week. That was my fault. But we will be back again talking about changed after the resurrection. We will pick up where we left off and we will continue on the series changed after the resurrection. So I hope that you will be a part of the, the fellowship. I hope that you will join the number that is growing on Wednesday with the word through Facebook Live. I hope that you will continue to share this message right here on the Traveling Pulpit podcast. And I hope that you will tell somebody about the Lord. And if necessary, in the words of Loyola of Ignatius, use words. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time now and forever. Amen. Go in peace, traveling pulpit family. And know this. Have courage. Put on the armor of God. And have the faith the size of a grain of mustard seed and know that he is with you before all time now and forever. God bless.